0: And welcome, welcome, welcome to the program that brings you new paradigms for a new world. Tell me your story, where we're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And of course, as you know, we're here on Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Monday mornings at 1 a.m., 9 a.m. on Wednesdays. That is our special edition of Tell Me Your Story. We um, have podcasts. They're on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and we're on YouTube where you can watch these interviews and by the way we do have a live stream during those broadcast times the four that I mentioned at richarddugan.com we also would like for you if you can to financially support the work that we're doing here if you'd like to be a part of it on a financial level we have a PayPal account it is there for your security as well as ours and then we ask you to participate in I think uh, an interesting tradition uh, that we should all get into, uh, maybe ceremonially. Yes, it has something to do with what we're going to talk about today. Uh, We want you to go within and listen to that still small voice during this, the decade of perfect vision, where you listen to that still small voice. You just sit calmly, quietly. You don't have to be in any special position. Just take a minute, just a minute. Start with that and work your way up. We hope that you will do just that. With that, we are going to introduce our guest, very special guest today, who um, I, I'm just going to, I normally, we, we just jump right in here, but I'm going to list this mother, writer, yogi, artist, teacher, mindfulness leader. Uh, she's a ceremonialist. She's a spiritual coach, and her name is Mara Branscombe. Thank you so much for joining us on the program. It's uh, great to have you with us on a subject that I, I can't tell you how much I, I have been looking forward to talking to you about this.
1: Wonderful. Thank you for having me.
0: We're talking about ritual as uh, a remedy, and that implies, maybe doesn't just imply, maybe it says it directly, uh, has to do with the process of healing, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, And that we can certainly look at many uh cultures and civilizations who have incorporated literally into their lifestyle various ceremonies there are certain things that we in the west who don't really have those well-known rituals and ceremonies per se um but we still do them we don't necessarily call them rituals mm-hmm. okay for example some would say well i got to get up and do my my morning ritual Okay, I got to get out of bed, and then I got to, you know, do this and that and the other thing, and then I go off to work, and then I come home, and I have my morning-evening ritual, and so forth and so on. Those aren't the rituals we're talking about, though, we're, are, are they necessarily? I mean, when you're talking about as a remedy, and again, this isn't part of the the, 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 the title, if you will, or the subtitle, for that matter, uh, but it has to do with uh, uh, the... the um, uh, It embodies the practices for soul care. When I was going through some challenges recently, uh, Mara, Mm -hmm. I was told that above all else, not to the exclusion of anything else, but above all else, I needed to take care of me. Is that kind of what we're talking about here? Mm Yes,
1: essentially, and and to take care with uh, a consciousness that will allow you to embrace the present moment, that will allow you to be um, really in in touch with you know even as you were talking at the beginning of sh- of the show of that that quiet voice within mm-hmm. to harmonize with that essentially. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I'll tell you, it's. Uh, it is, uh, I, I, I'm, I'll be the first one to admit I don't do it enough, but I like to think that, and being honest here, uh, that I, I do it but not in necessarily a, a conscious way um, in terms of listening. I don't necessarily always sit still, mm-hmm. but even when I'm driving and I come to the proverbial fork in the road, mm-hmm. I'm just wondering, okay, which way should I go? Not which is the safest way, which is the best way, which is the fastest way. Just which way. Mm -hmm. And I've even received the um, prompting. It's up to you. Either way is fine. Go for it. And then sometimes, nope, make the left. Nope, make the right. And it's without question. Okay. Because I don't know if I'm avoiding something, if I'm going into something that I need to to do so—that's for me. Um, what are some of the simple rem, uh, rituals for remedy in terms of this whole aspect of of soul care, of that inner care for self that yes. that we can start with? Well, I would. I love
1: starting with a very simple gratitude practice, and this is where we can merge what you were talking about as the morning rituals and the evening rituals. We can actually um, elevate, you know, the mundane and bring it into a place that is more special, sacred, or extraordinary. So by that, upon waking, you could call forward three gratitudes. Like very clearly, you could even be lying in bed. Instead of going into, I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this, pause, be still, welcome in nice energy, and, and call forward three or more gratitudes. And science has proven this now, that this shifts the frequency in the body, which then sets you up for more, more joyful, peaceful, wonderful day, as opposed to the dread. So it's, it's that what I'm trying to unpack in this book is it's about getting conscious um, and if the word conscious doesn't work for you it's it's like being present yeah just like you were saying which way am i going to go and that's because you are attuned to um, a more expansive energy than just a simple forced agenda we live in a very high fast paced uh, consumerism culture And so, what are we doing on a daily basis? For example, your gratitude practice. Another one could be, um, you know, being in nature without um a distraction of your device for example and really just allowing yourself to receive watching the trees the wind in the trees watching the the sparkles of sunshine upon the lake watching the birds um watching the moon rise being in touch with when the moon is full and when the new the moon is new and so these are what i would say rituals that will keep us steady and actually really connected to not only our environment,
0: ourself, and others. Mm. Mm-hmm. It, I have often, <clears throat> maybe more often than people would like, have said, <laughs> nature is our greatest teacher. <clears throat> yes. How do we encompass the natural world when it comes to... For example, listening to that still small voice and incorporating some kind of let's just say, uh, and incorporating that gratitude ritual. And is there anything special that we should do, or is that something that we need to let that that inner prompting guide us into, as far as how to um, how to create the literal a uh, ceremony in that regard.
1: Well the first thing uh, that strikes me or that called to me to to share is that what is your agenda you know and I ask that and it's for me for all of us so if you're let's say you're going to go into nature and you know that it feeds you because I love to say this expression what you feed grows so if you love nature for example you love walking in the park make sure you go there and and the bigger question for me is, what, what's going on in the mind? You know, is are you stressed? Are you busy? And we, we all are. We all have big, busy lives, and we've created this, you know, complexity and all sorts of things. And the work that I've discovered over the years is almost as if you're entering another state. So you consciously go, I'm going to let all of that go for now. I'm going to let all of my worries go. I'm going to let my stress go. Because you know what, it's going to be there <laughs> probably after the walk, but I can just let it go for the next hour. Mm-hmm. And what, And then that conscious choice, what happens is you clear your mind, you attune to something bigger than your worries, your fears, your complexities, the dramas of everyday life. And then perhaps in that moment, you are able to receive the frequency that lives in nature that will become... Like a remedy over time, because it feels so good that the body says yes, the mind says yes, the spirit says yes, and somehow I believe we can evolve through this towards you know our highest self or our true self. And so, that's I really feel there's a lot around how we come into uh, these rituals or these, you know, nature immersions or, you know, how I come into a conversation, you know, with my loved ones, even though I've had a really busy day. So it's, it's a lot about like transitions, consciousness, and knowing that you don't have to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders,
0: in fact. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, what's interesting, though, is let's say uh, you're going to take that walk. Uh, And I would think one thing you could say, to the mind i've always believed because uh, i remember when i first heard about meditation many years ago You gotta quiet the mind you gotta get this shut up you almost like you know you've gotta you know uh, beat it into submission and say shut up and sit in the corner this is you know the <laughs> kind of thing uh since then i've come to the realization for myself no i don't want to do that i want to make sure that my mind is my friend and basically say okay look I need to I need some I, I need some downtime mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I, you are you are extremely important in my life. Without you, I, I, I couldn't do what I do. okay? I wouldn't be who I am if it wasn't for you. So could you just give me an hour, 45 minutes, whatever? Uh, and, and when we're done when I'm done, we'll get back together and we'll kind of process what what I've experienced and have some fun with it and that kind of thing. Make a friend out of it. Don't, don't push it away. Yes. But the thought that occurred to me when you were talking about going on this walk and, and, and kind of letting go of the, the, the cares of the world, of the day, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. basically, I also add to that because basically, and this is at the front end of the walk, they're going to be there at the end of the walk, so why not just let them go? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the walk, even though they might be, they might quote unquote be there, It doesn't mean that you're going to have the same perspective towards them at the end of the walk that you did at the beginning. Exactly.
1: And that's what ritual does, is it gives us a different lens in which to view our life and some of the complexities of our life. And we get to create an energy or a feeling, a vibe, that is more expansive, in fact. Mm -hmm. And I feel that gives one faith and hope and inspiration
0: mm. I love it and it's um, I want to get this all correct here ladies and gentlemen because I've always felt it the the height of disrespect when you don't uh, we're talking a very special woman here on the program and her name is Mara Bronscombe mm-hmm. and it is uh, a place that you want to spend some time in terms of the website and that website uh, is, and I had it in front of me, there it is right there, it is we will be linked to your website, that's M-A-R-A-B-R-A-N-S-C-O-M-B-E.com, will be linked to it so that people can find out more about you and the work you're doing, the book that, that we're talking about here in particular and we'll continue doing so right here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and it's a pleasure to have Mara Bronscombe on the co- on the program today to talk about ritual. I have a great affinity for ritual and ceremony because of my Catholic upbringing. Mm-hmm. What about you? What, what has inspired you not just to write this book but to be so interested in this aspect of ritual?
1: Mm-hmm. It all goes back. To the moon in fact for me and the moon being uh, my very first memory as a child the glow of the moon over the lake um, and when I then started to study I didn't have a, any formal religious upbringing but what I did have was the gift of nature that my parents provided and so I spent every summer you know really immersed in nature and When I discovered, when I was, you know, at the young age of 16, um, my first fire ceremony in the pagan tradition, I was gifted with a teacher at that time, and I realized there is actually um, a way to honor the moon that i had such affinity to full moon and new moon Uh, you know the full moon we we you know work to uh, release what we've been holding on to and we we receive the power of um, expansion from the full moon and the new moon is the time where we draw in and we we recalibrate our inner self so it's this beautiful um energy of inner to outer Self and this, it captivated me at a young age. And so then I went to explore and study many, many, many lineages in the ritual tradition.
0: Mm. What I found interesting in your, in, in your, when you first introduced the ritual that, that or, or the aspect of it in terms of the moon, was you said it was a pagan ritual. Mm-hmm. And the thought went through me, it's like, kind of wish we could get beyond that. And just say it's a ritual that serves me i mean i i understand about talking about the origins of things mm-hmm. but when we start labeling then people start making judgments not only about the ritual but then about who we are and and uh, then whether we're worthy and all of those kinds of things mm. hey my salvation As a Christian back in the 80s, early 90s, was challenged by some of the ministers because I was asking the questions they did not want to have asked because they didn't really have any answers other than the memory wrote ones that they had that they were given. And the answers didn't make any sense to me. And so I would continue and I would sort of, I guess you would say, argue. Uh, maybe it was doctrine and dogma, but again, it's like, yeah, but that's what you're basing your whole belief system on—is the doctrine and dogma, and it doesn't make any sense, mm-hmm. you know. So, what are what are you what are your thoughts about that in terms of just saying, you know, I, this is the ritual, this is what I call it. Yes, it has its origins in paganism, mm-hmm. okay, but it's mine. You know, mm-hmm. regardless of what the origin is, and mm-hmm. and uh, do, have you ever have you ever considered that? And maybe there might, might be a ritual in some other tradition that you wouldn't pursue because uh, I don't know about that tradition because that philosophy, uh, it's a little you know woo woo or whatever. You know, you know what right. I'm saying?
1: I do. I know what you're saying, and I think that yes, and we can also get beyond the labels. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So. I think that we learn so much from, especially, you know, specific experiences, life experiences, specific teachers that light us up studying um, specific lineages. And that's, you know, I've never been one to say this is my religion or this is my this. I have always um, brought in almost like there's this huge basket in front of me. And, you know, and I love to garden also. So the metaphors are rich here. And it's like what, you know, what what I'm really attracted to is what I gravitate towards. And I, I honor the where it came from and. Um, and yet I'm not limited to that. Mm. And so there is, a va- again, a vast universal kind of cosmic energy around holding, I believe, um, and a unification, a unification that many of these traditions at their core, you know, have the, the, a similar essence, and which is like source energy, love as source, goodness, compassion, beauty, peace, deepening of the self so that one can connect further with the universe. And so, yeah, I I, I feel like we can, you know, when you said you were brought up in Catholic, you know, upbringing, I thought, oh, you know, and and that's what brought you your love for ritual. I hear that a lot because you were introduced to these rituals at a young age yeah, And, and then they've expanded from there because you've expanded
0: well one of the beautiful things that I had uh, the experience of was <clears throat> was in, um, uh, in with my first wife <clears throat> uh, she was a uh, part of what is called the Byzantine Rite of the Catholic Church a lot of people think it's Eastern Orthodox it is not it is still under the papacy but they were practicing a, a, um, a, a liturgy that is based in, founded in uh, the Slavonic language, uh, Slovak, which is uh, a Russian dialect. And so I would learn some of these, these phrases, but I have a hard copy of the liturgy uh, in my library, okay? And <clears throat> the, if you were to videotape, if you were to record uh, the video of the liturgy, say, 30 years ago, and then today, Basically, with the exception of the sermon or homily, it'd be the same. It'd be the same, other than, uh, again, other than the, the calendar, the, the church calendar in terms of the various celebrations and colors and this and that and the other. It's one of the things that I found so fascinating. What are your thoughts in that regard to uh, a ritual, and even someone creating their own ritual, letting that inner guidance take over, Um and then realizing, okay, this really serves me, and okay, so now I have to make sure that I repeat this exactly the same way as I did the last time, uh, because it was so profound the last time. Is that is that a is that a good way to go about it, or is that sort of um, maybe going against the flow of the river of spirit, and and letting one just experience whatever? whatever comes up for that ritual what's in the importance of continuity versus creativity Mm
1: -hmm. Well, I think that's really up to the individual because I think some people love to follow uh, repetition and that really serves them. And other people, probably more like myself, are uh, more creative and more spontaneous and um, write a different script essentially for each ritual. And so, you know, and I really think this is what I wanted to unpack in the book is that. YOU, YOU KNOW, I GIVE RECIPES AND FORMULAS FOR, YOU KNOW, FULL MOON AND NEW MOON FOR, YOU KNOW, A RITUAL AROUND EACH ELEMENT, EARTH, AIR, FIRE, WATER AND ETHER AND HOW IT'S CONNECTED TO OUR EMOTIONS AND HOW WE CAN DO SOME DEEPER HEALING TO, LIKE, BE THE BEST PERSON WE CAN BE ON THIS PLANET. AND and I THINK THAT, YOU KNOW, WHAT I, THE MESSAGE THAT I WANTED TO BRING FORWARD and the message that I received when writing this book mm-hmm. is that it's for the collective. This book is for people to be able to self-guide and mm-hmm. self-heal. And so what does that mean to you? Well, first of all, you got to figure that out for yourself and what feels really good. So you can follow along with some of the, you know, the formulas and the recipes and these traditions. And then at one point, you know if it it's not wholehearted anymore if it's not like fully coming from you if it feels like it's can you know contrived or you know not or trite or you know not true for you then that's when you know you need a shift and that is i feel we are we are born human form this time around to evolve what is currently evolving in your personal practice in your sacred practice i asked that of myself Every day I wake up and I say, what am I evolving into today? Mm. I am here, ready to listen, ready to receive and support. Show me the way. Mm. That's another ritual that I do. So I love to unpack these micro rituals. The gratitude practice is a micro ritual, I would say. It's like the quick transmission. <sighs> Same with that, like praying out loud of, you know, you know working with the body is really a um, a messenger or a channel for, you know, information to come in and out. Um, and so, yeah, that's what I, I would say that it's the ritual life is a very creative life. And um, it's yours to create.
0: Mara Bronscombe is my guest. We are talking about ritual as remedy, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. And I think this is very cool. It's embodied practices for soul care and we hope that you will stay with us as we continue this particular ritual of tell me your story i'm richard dugan your host and it is such a pleasure to have mara and her last name and this is also the website mara Branscombe, and that's m-a-r-a-b-r-a-n-c uh, that's s-c-o-m-b-e we will be linked to it will there be a link right there on the soundcloud uh, link or the podcast link so that you can go to her website and uh, not only get a copy of the book but find out more about the work that she's doing you have some special events uh, uh and and uh online learning that people can do too right yes tell us about that
1: there's a few courses on my site that um, one could um, engage in at any time They're, it's pre-recorded so it it would be you know one is called 30 days of soul care I'd highly recommend that for anyone wanting to learn um, this it takes you through you know 30 days of of breath meditation Uh, ritual and journal writing practices um, through videos and uh, journal prompts, et cetera, audio learning. Um, There's another one I have navigate, which is a a meditation course based on the elements earth, air, fire, water and ether. And then in the fall, in fact, I'm going to have a book club it's in the works. I'm creating it right now and it will be an eight week program, um, one chapter per week. And what's going to be different about this kind of book club is it's, it'll be a little bit of movement and breath, and then the downloads of each chapter. So again, I'm working, I feel like my mission is to embody these practices through all the modalities.
0: Hmm. It sounds like a, a lot of fun too. Um, and I guess that's one of the other aspects of it. Uh, though we're speaking of the importance of ritual. Uh, you You, you You don't want to take it so seriously that you get lost in the structure in the in the uh, in the protocol, if you will. Right.
1: That's right. And, you know, all of this really is to keep us balanced, joyful humans. So, you know, then to look at, to really look at, well, is that happening? Is the work working? Uh, you know, are the practices working for me? That, that's it. That's that constant feedback that we get because our body really is the storyteller. <laughs> so the body keeps the score, right? The body, yeah. you know, so you'll, you'll get the feedback. And, and that's why I love personally working with, Um, you know, the elements, the four seasons, we don't all live in four seasons, but there is a rhythm to the fall, to the winter, to the spring, to the summer, the equinoxes and the solstices. They're my big traditions in my home and in my life, in my children's life. And, um, you know, and then the moon, every 28 and a half days or 29 and a half days, depending on the month, we have an opportunity to connect twice, once at full moon, once at new moon and it really becomes like the inner compass it has for me. It's like, I also host events for new moon and full moon. And so you can see those on my, on my, my channel too. And it like keeps me steady, present, aware, connected. Um, Also working with the energy of the planets and the stars keeps us into a space. Like it's bigger than us. It keeps us humble. Yeah. Mm. I, I feel that's the humility about it.
0: That's a powerful thing. I'm wondering uh, what kind of, uh, and I'm going to use this term. It may not be absolutely accurate, but I'm going to use it because it's the only one I can think of. Have you had, in the context of uh, some of the rituals that you have created and maybe even written put in the book, uh, any supernatural kinds of or spiritual experiences that have that have? Um, struck you so profoundly. There was almost like a a sort of kind of an instantaneous change in Mara. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. In fact, it was the book. It was receiving the message that I needed to write this book. I did not set out to write a book. This wasn't part of the plan. Mm -hmm. I wasn't striving to be an author. And one day in... I call it a photographic snapshot. So the way my intuition or I'm learning about my own intuitive nature is that sometimes I receive photographic snapshots. I'm not saying I'm psychic. I'm not saying I have, I channeled this or that. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that I have received at certain times in my life, a quick vision like this (laughs) goes that fast. Mm. And so if I'm not awake to it, I won't catch it or I won't listen. So the, the, the really deep download for me that day was that um, I was holding the book. It didn't look like this. I was just holding a book, but it was my book. I was against my bookcase in my house. I, it was so crystal clear that I'll never forget it. And then I thought to myself, oh, now I have to write the book.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and also in that message with the book, me holding the book, it said this for the collective it just came snapshot and then went for the collective and i thought okay so that means uh that gives me permission to get out of my own ego to 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 let go of whether i can do it or not and then to do the work and so that's that's how it happened
0: wow very cool very cool indeed and of course we won't call you a psychic or a medium
1: no no but just a normal you know regular person yeah
0: Regular, regular uh, American, red-blooded American girl oh. here on Tell Me Your Story. <laughs> well, I'm Canadian, actually. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, Regular red-blooded Canadian.
1: Well, and <laughs> I say that because I think we all have access to this information. And, you know, yes, maybe I had had, you know, a yoga practice that morning and done breath work and lit my candle. And so, yes, I had, you know, I am working to you know, keep my body kind of in a clean state so that I can receive those things. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to listen to them also. Yeah. And I think that that's what it takes. And that's what rich ritual brings us. You know what it does? It gives us a pause in the mundane and mm. it allows us to expand and to receive perhaps some of those extraordinary moments that we, we all know and we've all experienced, I believe in our life at one point or another.
0: I know that um, there are times when I feel as though I should do a ritual, some kind of a ceremony for this, that, or the other thing, and I think about it. I don't necessarily physically follow through in the material world, and it isn't enough to just think about it because, you know, intent, that's a wonderful thing, but if you don't take that intent and move forward with it, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know you're really not it's like I have the intent to write my book well I've had the intent to write my book for 21 years mm-hmm. I'm getting closer I'm I'm looking at a publication date of 12 22 22 so you know and I am much closer than I ever have been and I'm excited about mm-hmm. that but right. it doesn't do any good and yeah and, and your intention is is a wonderful thing but you know what they say about intentions right <laughs> they've paved the road to hell for some people um, and so it's it's uh, it's very important that we do carry through w- with those. And um, is there is there um, there is no right or wrong way to put a ritual together?
1: No, there's no right or wrong way. And it, again, I always say lean into what you're naturally interested in. So I'm going to give a few examples of some very simple rituals that you know one can engage in. Uh, bookend your days with some sort of conscious, generous act to yourself in the morning Uh, could be the gratitude practice. It could be that you give yourself um, uh, a task that you're not on your phone right away, Mm -hmm. Um, but that maybe you're reading um, um, text or poetry or something inspirational Instead. So you, you, you know, that's, I say, we make our, we can make our, our good habits holy. Um, and, and then at the, in the evening to bookend your rituals, like, okay, well, how do you, how do you go to bed? How do you greet yourself into a nice uh, connected state of um, I'm ready to receive rest, ready to receive the de- the dream time. A lot of us have very important messages that need to come through the dream time. So we proper rest is essential for our health. It's essential. And so, looking at what do I do in the morning that's like good for me. What do I do in the evening that's good for me? Maybe you drink a cup of herbal tea, you get into bed. You Again, you read something inspirational, you turn off the... And then during the day, how do you feed yourself? You know, what kind of consciousness are you putting into the food you eat? You know, we can be grateful for the farmers that grew the food or the animals if you are eating animals. And so it's just a few little tweaks in our day that can bring our vibration up also, kindness is a huge thing, you know, random acts of kindness, um, reaching out to people and not being so, you know, self-driven. Um, these, All these things grow our capacity, I believe, and can become ritualistic.
0: Well, I think it is very important for each one of us to create uh, our own unique ritual. There's no question about it. But um, uh, we sometimes, since most of us have not done ritual before, uh, to have a guide. And you have a breakdown, if you will, um, sort of uh, some templates. Would that be a right word to use? Some templates to help people to to create uh, their own rituals? Mm -hmm. Talk to us a little bit about uh, some of these templates. Sure um
1: so you mean in the book right
0: from the book sure
1: yeah or outside i don't (laughs) yeah either Uh, way from the book i mean it is so you know in in the book the first uh, half of each chapter is uh prose and and text and writing on um you know the certain topic and then the second half of each chapter is actual um recipes it's almost like a recipe book so i just you know i just turned to one page and it said the moon cycle um and it and this exercise is called full moon spirit message and here's the intention so this would be done at full moon this is something actually i'm it's great that i landed on this page randomly because this is something i really 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 truly do and believe in so the intention it says to ground your energy align with radiant the radiance of the full moon and receive an intuitive message to support you in all areas of your life so then i go on step one to seven to um, get you set up for that um, so it really is um, meant to be a, a support system you know these templates and then you can work with them so part of this is like I give this, I give this information away. This mm-hmm. is not, this came through and it was for the collective. So then you make it your own. So on full moon, you may choose rather to moon gaze. Uh, that might be your ritual where you know, it's full moon, even if it's not visible, you go out and you, you know, um, you, you check in and you're, you, you open yourself to receive. Again, when we let go of the agenda in the mind, especially when we're like, oh, send me a sign. I need it. I must Habit, or else I won't know what to do. Like, we've got to get out of that mentality mm. of like gripping and hanging on and thinking that every, you know, it's like, no, no, no. We got to get spacious, vast, and just say, I'm ready to receive. Uh, I'm open. I'm mm-hmm. open to receive. And so sometimes we do receive things and sometimes we don't. Sometimes they're deep and sometimes they're simple. Um, and that's, I think when we take the striving out of it, In all of this, we become more steady and grounded. Um, I always say, follow the desire, let go of the outcome.
0: Mm, I think that's excellent. I like the phrase, become a part of the process, don't try to control the process. Mm -hmm. Because basically you can't anyway. And all you're doing is frustrating yourself. Um, These are uh, opportunities for us to learn about self. Talk to us about uh, maybe a ritual that would help us to go within and to learn more about who we as an individual are. Certainly the physical body is what it is, but we are immortal beings who just happen to be wearing this particular suit, so to speak. Talk to us about uh, learning about self with the intention of, let's say, releasing the barriers that may be holding us back to maybe fulfilling our life's purpose. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Great big question. Right there. So in terms of learning about self, I you know what struck me when you were saying that just off, off a quick download is that what if you gave yourself, so you okay, let's say you haven't done this work before, you're new to it, or you're at a place in your life where you're kind of uninspired. I would say give yourself 14 day mission. If that's too much, go seven days. I like to work in that number of seven, seven or four days, seven or fourteen days, where you choose a time of day at the same time. Every day. So a lot of us, it has to be in the morning because that's, we know we can, you know, we're still, you know, waking up before work or whatever. Where you sit, you light a candle, uh, you be in the quiet space if you needed a guided, you know, uh, if you need like some uh, meditation to start... You know, if your mind's too busy, sometimes our mind is too busy and we need a little support. That's totally fine. But sit in stillness for at least two to three minutes. And then, you know, you have your journal in front of you and you begin by writing out first all the things you're ready and willing to let go of. Things that exhaust you, things that frustrate you, things that make you angry, things that you feel you can't control but want to. Then on the other page then you turn the page and you write all the way all the things you love and you you start to unpack a little bit more about the curiosity and you would even say you know uh, what self is emerging what self wants to emerge at this mm-hmm. time so a lot of us will connect to some of the dreams and goals and visions we have around this lifetime so i would say 7 to 7 to 14 days of that lighting a candle, being in intentional space, calm, quiet, writing, journaling. You're going to go deeper every day when you journal the stuff. You might get into some old wounds, some inner child stuff. And then you you pull out the positive energies of like, what lights you up? That's what strikes me when you ask me that. That's what I would do personally for myself.
0: Mm. You know, it, it, when you, you say that, it's it's like when I think about the things that quote-unquote light me up, you know, that excite me, that, that uh, bring me joy or happiness or contentment or even peace for that matter. Things like doing these programs, mm-hmm. uh, doing some production for some people, recording books. Uh, yes. uh, I produce audibles, for example, and, and I love that because it's not just the process of the production, but I, I get to read or listen to somebody else's writing. Their story, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, mm-hmm. um, as I have phrased it with these interviews, I have often uh, basically uh, put it in this context that uh, these interviews are like um, Christmas and I get to open up a package, a brand, uh, a present mm-hmm. that someone has sent me uh, of, um, you know, just uh, and I get to, I get to I get to go into your world. And find out, you know, and then maybe there's some things there that might just, uh, I might like to incorporate some bits and pieces of that, or a lot more than just some bits and pieces. And, um, but, you know, it, it's like, wow, that's pretty cool that you've been doing this for so long. And, and uh, I'm curious, does your family uh, participate in this concept of rituals?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. My daughters, I have an eight and 11 year old, um, and they've been doing this with me since the beginning. You know, I'm also a Yogi. So I've been, I I never put one yoga mat out. I've always put three, you know, for my daughters. Um, and sometimes my husband, he's, he's, you know, he really appreciates, you know, what I do. Um, he's less inclined to, um, participate in the way or to you know to activate in the way i do like the girls and i have been out there building altars in the forest since before they could walk and um you know having the full moon energy and the new moon energy and solstices and equinoxes they know are very very important to me um and my husband is jewish and so he grew up with a very strong ceremonial um lineage and i love and so we incorporate some of those um rituals in um you know we celebrate hanukkah we celebrate passover and i love it so i really feel like it's like the basket of like you go forward and you do what lights you up and don't hold back and express yourself there because if that feels good that's gonna that is generative it goes way further than we know the ripple effect is is so big um you know, similar as like, you know, I just got off a six day retreat, 21 women, ages 17 to 70 years old. We worked with the book for that amount of days um, on retreat yoga, meditation and ritual. It was profound. It was so deep. We did so much ancestral healing. We did so much integration of joy and humor and beauty and love. And can you imagine everyone going home with that new imprint in their body and then they share that with their family and then that gets shared around the world
0: I love it I love it especially the aspect that with your husband uh, I, I some of my favorite interviews are with rabbis for example mm-hmm. and the things that we talk about because I am aware uh, at a certain a superficial level but still aware of the level of education and study that is required, and I, I just I love it. I just absolutely love those conversations. But also the ritual. I've I've actually wanted to. Um, uh, we do have a few temples uh, here in Santa Barbara, and I've often wanted to uh, attend uh, mm-hmm. some of their mm, services, if you will, for lack of a better word. Um, you know, I remember uh, talking with a, a rabbi about, uh, you know, Hanukkah, for example, and it's such a big deal, and da 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 and this. Well, actually, it's uh, actually one of the minor uh, holy. Periods, you know, it's not a big, it's not as big a deal as you think. It's not like Christmas or Easter, you know. That's funny. Uh, Yom yes. Kippur is a little bit more profound, if yes. you will, than than uh, Hanukkah. But nonetheless, uh, you know, I'm learning, uh, you know, learning about these things, and that's really what it's all about. I have to say that this whole aspect of rituals, um, I, I was collecting certain things for this purpose. Uh, I would collect these um, pieces of cloth with certain patterns and so forth that were really very cool. Um, and uh, I would then collect, uh, I, I have this one candle holder that is actually a, a coiled cobra with that you put a candle in the top of. I, I, it's just something I picked up. It's made of brass. I have a brass singing bowl. Uh, and and various other things.
1: Yes.
0: And um, then I created this uh, this small, uh, literally a table that I uh, yes. I put together uh, that's portable, and um, you know draped the table with the cloth and then put this and that and the other thing, making it almost look like a sort of a, a Catholic altar in the in the in the church <laughs> or cathedral, and. Um, do you find that, 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 that people, uh, do you, do you uh, how do I put this? Do you encourage people to, yes, go ahead and work on the physical form, but don't, don't get, uh, shall we say, entranced by or distracted by these accoutrements, you know, because mm-hmm. that I think can happen too.
1: I agree. Two things I'd like to say about that one. I love creating altars. I have many altars in my home. It reminds me of the sacred. I update them, I refresh them. I cleanse the crystals that are on the altar. I you know, so that is important to me. And that I encourage people to say you do not need to go out and buy anything for this altar or Um, If the altar doesn't work for you, then you don't need it. I like to work with seasonal altars, so I pull seasonal pieces, um, often that have fallen on the ground or that are reminding me of what is living in the natural world at this time. And that brings me great joy and connection. Mm. And so, yes, let's not get caught up in, you know, crystals are very popular now. and All these things are becoming like, you know, this this like consumer situation and we have to be really, you know, awake and are those crystals that you're purchasing or interested in, are they mined ethically? Are, are the, you know, the flowers that you're buying are, are those ethical flowers? Are, are those fair trade flowers? You know, so, so all of this, like every step of the way, we can we can be guided on this level of, you know, consciousness. And yep. bringing in things that are, um, you know, have a a, tr- a good strong energy for us to work with.
0: You know, it's interesting because the way you describe it, this whole process, it on the surface, it seems like all of the sudden it's gotten really complicated. You know, in terms of considering the mm-hmm. efficacy, if you will, of the elements that you are using Mm -hmm. and it's like um, I have a problem with the concept of organics Mm -hmm. because my and this is probably more my ego personality kicking in with the this this phrase you can slap a label on anything and call it whatever you want I just pulled an ear of corn out of the field and I just put a label on it saying car. I, I can call it whatever. That's a car. Or we had a strawberry grower out in Ventura who got nailed with a fine because they were putting organic on their strawberries. They were, they were putting that label on them. And they weren't organic. That's the problem that I have with this whole aspect of organics and GMO. They don't want to put labels on things when they say GMO. And I'm going, well, what is it that you're trying to hide? What are you afraid of? You know, that kind of thing. So that's, that's why I say now it's starting to get complicated because I got – so I better grow my own flowers – I better harvest my own honey to make my own uh, uh, beeswax candles.
1: <laughs> Great idea. Great and, idea. And Go the list, for
0: it. And the list goes on, which again is not a bad idea. But you see, you see the, yeah. the 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 downhill slide, so to speak. But at the same time, when you start doing that, after a while, it becomes very easy. Does does the concept of muscle testing or kinesiology come into this, or is that more of the the inner voice, the promptings? Almost immediately, telling you no, I, that's I better, I better, I better go to the farmers market because I know they're grown there uh, ethically and so forth and so on.
1: Well, I think you know, for me, no muscle testing, no. I just feel it inside, and um, I think we need to take out the I should have, or I could have, or I would have, or I must do that, and and really go for uh, no backstory here. Um, and if you don't have access to these things, and you need to go to the drugstore to buy your candles go for it. And yeah, if you can get a special beeswax, you know, candle that you love because you love the smell of it and you, you, you love the natural feel of it, mm-hmm. buy it. Um, you know, there's wildflowers that grow in the summer up in the mountains and, or wherever you are. And I always just check in and I don't overconsume. And I, you know, check in with those flowers, and I sometimes I bring some home for my altar. Um, so I know I don't feel like it needs to be complicated, um, and it just it, it it'll just feel right. Yeah, that's all it is.
0: Yeah. yeah, and that's really the bottom line: is you've got to go with that. They some say gut feeling, but yeah. again, that that inner prompting. Uh, I, I have I have followed it. I remember that uh, an experience I've shared on this program where I was bicycle. I used to bicycle everywhere back in Phoenix. And uh, I was going from home uh, in the trailer park I was living in to the transmitter site. And I had to go through like five or six miles of farm fields. And the farm fields were a a one mile square. You know, so every intersection, okay, there's another mile, another mile, another mile. (laughs) And I'm coming up to the intersection and I'm getting the prompt. Okay, make a right. Getting the prompting. Okay, I want you to make a right here. Go up, make a left, then make another left, and then make another right. And then you can continue on your way. I said, I'm not gonna do. that taking me three miles out of my way. I go half a mile past that intersection. The, the prompting wouldn't go away. Yeah. All right, okay. I turned around. I went back to that intersection, and I went up instead of the left. I made a uh, instead of the right. I made a left, and then made the left, 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 and then and, so, and continued on my way. I don't know what I avoided. But the more I thought about it, the more I thought, this this was not about protecting me. This was testing me. Are you serious about listening to and following the promptings? Mm-hmm. And that's what I say to people, too. If you're not serious, then why are you listening? Please listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I don't believe that that still small voice will ever put us in harm's way. It'll challenge us. And there's a difference.
1: Right and the difference for me would be intuition versus anxiety
0: all right i want to ask you uh... one final question in regards to what we're uh... talking about here in terms of ritual as remedy that is the title of the book ladies and gentlemen ritual as remedy uh, embodied practices for soul care we hope that you will go to the website and the website just happens to be the name of our guest, Mara Bronscombe, M-A-R-A-B-R-A-N-S-C-O-M-B-E. And uh, she is, of course, an author. She is a ceremonialist. I like that word. That's very cool. Ceremonialist. Spiritual coach, yoga teacher, <laughs> and meditation guide, uh, amplifying wellness, creativity, Uh, supporting others to live their best life. And uh, we're talking about all of that right here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and Mara Bronscombe is my guest. And I have three final questions that I like to ask all of my guests at the end of our program, which we are uh, just about wrapping up here. Uh, You may have addressed to them during the program, but I like to ask them directly. And uh, I want to first address you, the listener and viewer, and thank you for listening to and watching tell me your story new paradigms for a new world as we're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true sundays at 7 a.m and 7 p.m monday mornings at 1 a.m we are also on wednesdays at 9 a.m for a special edition of tell me your story and uh, we uh Hope that you will listen live at those times at richarddugan.com, the podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and many other locations as well as YouTube, and the channel, of course, Richard Dugan, and Tell Me Your Story. Subscribe so you're notified uh, of new content being posted. I'll post stuff as fast as I can so that you can uh, get the information. That's, That's what it's all about from my standpoint. If you'd like to support the work that we are doing financially we have a paypal account it is there for your security as well as ours and we ask you to participate in the decade of perfect vision the 2020s spend that time listening to and following the promptings it's no big deal it really isn't i i guarantee you you're gonna feel a whole lot better i know that when i do uh again i don't know the reason i don't need to know the reason i really don't all i know is that it's a heck of a lot better than no, I want to go to train. You know, and then there's that anxiety and that frustration, all that kind of stuff. And so just, you know, chill out, okay? With that, we have three final <laughs> questions for our guest. Again, thank you so much for joining us here on the program. First of those three questions is who is Mara Bronscombe?
1: Okay. I who who am I? Deep question. I am one who loves nature. I am, I am a mother. I am guided by and inspired by mind, body practices, soul, care, being in touch and at one with the elements, the seasons, the moon cycle. Mm. That's who I am.
0: What is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you're doing now? Freedom. (laughs) Okay, and finally, what is your life's purpose? My life's
1: purpose is to guide myself uh, and guide others on the path of sovereignty, freedom, peace, connection, belonging, a sense of belonging, a sense of community, and um, to really be one with how we can evolve over our lifetime to serve what most lights us up.
0: Well, Mara, I want to thank you again for joining us here on the program. It has just been a real joy to talk with you, and I hope that we can have you back again to further this conversation and talk about some of the other areas of ritual that we can look into uh, that uh, can take us deeper.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: And I thank you for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. Until our next broadcast, podcast, videocast, love to Lal and Jeanette. I am listening.